Good morning, everybody. Uh, first of all, I would like to express my deep thanks for Ibn Arabi Society and all the people working in it for offering me this, this chance to speak with you about our best friend and the friend of God, Ibn Arabi. And uh, I would like to start straight away with our subject or the subject of my talk, which is a cosmic heart and the heart of the perfect human. <coughs> If you press F5, it will make full screen. Just F5. Yeah. Yeah, that's better. So, uh, in the name of God, I start. Based on the hadith that declares that uh, Allah has created the human upon his own image, Ibn Arabi asserts that the cosmos on its, uh, on its turn is created upon the human image. So, for this reason, the cosmos is often called as the great human, al-insan al-kabir, and the human is also called a microcosm, al-alam al-saghir. This same analogy between the human and the cosmos led the Sufis to use the terms such as the universal spirit, the first intellect, the universal soul, and the universal body in connection with their series of creation and ontology. The term universal heart, however, is not normally used in this regard and is not found in Sufi literature, although it was used in other uh, traditions. So we want to, uh, in this talk, we want to try to discuss the relation, the different relation between the heart, the intellect, the spirit, and the soul, and uh, to see these relations both in connection with the cosmos and also in connection with the human. In their continuous endeavor for the realization of divine reality, many Sufis have dealt with these terms in both domains, following the verse from Quran that says, we shall show them our signs in the horizon, i.e. in the cosmos, and in their souls, until it may be clear to them that he is the real. Does it not suffice that your Lord is witnessing everything? So in the same way, Ibn al-Arabi also explains in his introduction to the long chapter 371 in which he explores the system of creation. He says, quote, Allah has created the outside world only as an example for the human to know that everything that appears in the cosmos is in himself and that he is the intended essence out of all this creation, end quote. And then after two pages, he also explains he adds that Allah made the human's knowledge of himself as an example for knowing his Lord. Because if he does not know his, himself, he would not know his Lord, as also was uh, declared in some prophetic narrations. So now we want to, uh, first we want to uh, try to reflect on some of these different uh, terms, such as the universal spirit, the universal body, etc. And we want to see what is the place of the heart in all this. So first, first I start with uh, I start with the initial body of the cosmos. Similar to the human body, the body of the cosmos was the first was first prepared for the breath of the, of the divine spirit. The body, however, is in its ultimate meaning is quite opposite to the spirit. Is a pure darkness which is nothing but the preparedness and the readiness for the acceptance of light or life that is about to be breathed into it. 
So to put it in Ibn Arabi's terminology, it is a possible non-existence that is about to become existing. In this sense, and as Ibn Arabi declares in the same chapter 371, quote, the real universal natural body of the cosmos is the form of the cloud, al-ama, that is a form of the potential nature which was manifested to the forms of all objects that shall appear inside it. And there is no rank above it other than the rank of lordship. So actually this initial, initial uh, body of the cosmos is the foreknowledge of Allah that, in, that the cosmos shall be created according to it. So in this sense we can say that the abstract initial body of the cosmos is this defined foreknowledge according to which the cosmos shall be created and when this creation started to take place it exactly followed that prototype and took the same shape that was already designated in this primordial cloud that is sometimes called by philosophers as chaos some sort of unformed matter the cosmos then appeared in this chaos when Allah breathed into it of his own spirit therefore the initial body of the cosmos is an abstract form that alone has no real physical reality or material existence. The material objects and the physical reality of the cosmos are introduced only after, after the spreading of divine spirit. It can be noted here that this important result is now well appreciated in modern physics under the quantum view of nature or, or of matter, where everything is ultimately reduced into vibrations and fields, including all corporeal particles. Then we move on to the universal spirit. The spirit, ruh, in its highest ultimate form is attributed to Allah, and it is the breath of the merciful. This spirit manifested in the creation in, in the form of the universal spirit that can be described as the most perfect divine creation, uh, divine image in the creation. Uh, Ibn Arabi usually refers to this entity using different names such as Holy Spirit, Ruh al-Quds, or the secretary spirit, al-Ruh al-Amin, or the greatest element, al-Ansar al-Azam. Also, because all things are mere images or forms of this universal spirit that alone can be described as having real existence, it is thus called the real, with a small letter, and not the real with a capital letter, as a divine name. Ibn Arabi sometimes calls it as the real through whom creation takes place, al-Haq al-Makhluq bihi alluding to the verse in Quran where Allah says, we created not the heavens and the earth and everything in between, but by the real. Ibn Arabi showed that this name in Arabic, Ruh, can be connected to two different but closely related roots. The first is Raha, which is the past participle of Yastarih, which means to rest or to relieve. And this indicates that the spirit is always in rest or in ease and happiness. The second root is also Raha, but it's a past tense of Yaruh, which means to go. And this is because this spirit goes in ease through the capacious orbs of the, of, of the knowledge of its creator, and it also uh, goes in ease through the states of the cosmos to give out to them what Allah has entrusted it, and also it goes through knowing itself. So, because it has exhausted all these three levels of uh, knowledge or goings, it is then called universal, kulli. So, it's the universal spirit, because there remains nothing 
uh, nothing else to go through, as Al Arabi explains in his important book, The White Pearl, Al Duratul Bayda. Now, it must be noted that in Sufi literature, there, there is some confusion sometimes between the universal spirit and the first intellect, as we will describe it after a while, because these names are very close to each other and sometimes they are confused. This confusion happens due to the extreme closeness be between them that some mystics may view them as one and some others confuse between their names and descriptions. For example, Ibn Arabi says about the first things that exist in, divine, in the divine cloud that they are the forms of the roaming spirits. One of them is the highest divine being, that is the first intellect. But then he describes it as the knowledgeable writer in the field of message and the first intellect that emanates from wisdom and news and the Muhammadian reality, the Muhammadian reality and the real through whom creation takes place and the just for the people of satellites and science, Ahlul Lata'if wal Isharat and the holy universal spirit for the people of unveiling and references, Ahl Al Kashf wal had. So he calls it with different names or descriptions according to these different groups. So now we want to try to clear uh, these different descriptions and see the, rela the relations between them. We move then to the first intellect and the universal soul. Please can you uh, go to the next slide. So according to Ibn al-Arabis, cosmological model as explained in other publications, the universe which comprises both the material and the spiritual worlds appeared in the cloud, Al-Ama, that is this whole circle, uh, which is an abstract space that extended in the breast of the merciful, expressing his patience to become known, as can be concluded from the famous hadith of the hidden treasure. In this cloud, Allah first created an undefined number of roaming spirits, Arwah Muhayyama, unknown number of defined spirits. One of them, he appointed one of them, <coughs> He appointed one of them and granted him a special epiphany of knowledge, which caused him to understand what Allah wants to create with him. So, this initial epiphany caused this spirit, which is then called the first intellect, uh, because it was the first to understand what Allah taught him. It caused him to become aware both of himself and of, his, of these other spirits while they did not know about him. Now, through this epiphany of knowledge, this first intellect saw himself composed of himself and his further ability to realize or intelligize. He also saw that he has an ontic shadow caused by this light of that special epiphany, which was realized through the name or the divine name, the light, An-Nur. This shadow is his soul, as can be seen in the figure below. <coughs> Now, this shadow, which is his soul, can, is called the universal soul or the first soul, an nafs al-ula or an nafs al-kulliya, or also it can uh, sometimes it's called the highest tablet or the protected tablet, al-lawh al-mahfuz, in which he is going to write what he now knows is going to happen or what Allah wants to create until the last day. The creation are therefore the words of Allah written by this Ben, which is also another name for the first intellect, in the protected tablet of the soul. That is why the cosmos for the Sufis is equivalent, for, is equivalent to the holy book of Quran. 
In explaining this, Ibn Arabi says in chapter 369 of the Fatuhat, in section 9 of this chapter, which deals with the treasuries of generosity, and this section deals with the treasury of teaching, he says that the first learner that accepted knowledge through learning rather than by essence is the first intellect. So he comprehended what Allah taught him and ordered him to write what he learned in the protected tablet that he created from him. So for this reason, Allah called him as the pen, a name also given to one full chapter in Quran, which is chapter 68. But for this same knowledge that Allah taught him, the intellect politely asked Allah as to what he should write, and then Allah told him to write what he learned and what Allah shall dictate him of his knowledge of his creation till the last day. So the Ben wrote down in the tablet what he knew of the creation of the cloud in which the real was before he created the cosmos, as also indicated in some hadith. And he wrote all the realities of this, uh, the, the realities that this cloud include of the existence of the roaming spirits and their states. He also wrote, he wrote all that to know it, and he also wrote himself uh, his existence and what he contains of knowledge, and he also wrote the tablet itself. So when he finished writing all that, the exalted real started dictating him what he wants to create till the last day, which is the different states that all these creations shall go through and develop into with time. And this he could not write beforehand because he could not, he could not be taught in advance because these states are infinite and the infinite may not enter existence. So it cannot be written beforehand, but rather it can be dictated instantly as these states emerge into existence. And actually these states are the reflections of divine manifestations as reflected in the heart, as we shall see shortly. Ibn Arabi then adds that the pen wrote with his head down, just like normal pens. It wrote with, it write with his head down. And that is in good manner with his teacher, Allah the Creator, and because dictation is not related to seeing, for seeing relates to the thing that in, in which it writes, whereas hearing is what the pen needs in order to hear the dictation of the real. We shall use this important note below to explain the relation between the heart and the intellect. In the same treasury of teaching, Ibn Arabi also adds that in addition to his being the first student, the first intellect was also the first teacher in the world. And the first created being to learn from him was a protected tablet. That is the universal soul, that is the first emanated existence to be originated from the intellect. And it is for him like, just like Eve for Adam, since she was created from him and was united with him, and the cosmos appeared between both of them in the same manner as people were all born from Adam and Eve. <coughs> Can we move to the next slide? Now, before we go on to explain further what, what the... Uh, what, what results from the uniting of the uh, first intellect and the universal soul. We must know that these parallel terms that I have mentioned above, for example, the protected tablets, the universal soul, and the first soul, all these names are actually uh, descriptions for the same thing, and uh, sometimes refer to different sides of the same thing. So, uh, for example, uh, this analogy of writing, 
the, the, the tablet, following, following this analogy of writing, the tablet and the cloud, the tablet is the cloud. Okay, so, because the cloud actually, the tablet appeared is a cloud, but actually they are identical. The difference between them is just like, for example, the difference between a book and the words written in the book. So the book is the words, but actually the, the, the cloud is like the container, and the words is the soul. So now we move on to the uh, universal body of the, uh, the universal body that contains the cosmos. Now, as this uh, creation process commences with the blessing of divine uh, spirit into the initial body of the cosmos, it formed the universal body. So the spirit is breathed into the initial body and it formed the universal body. That is the first material thing to be created as a result of the interaction or marriage between the first intellect and the universal soul. The difference between the initial body and the universal body is that the latter exists in space and time, i.e. it is an illuminated body that has a structure and dimensions, and in this body the contents of the cosmos appeared, i.e. all the orbs and constellations, galaxies, etc. So the universal body can be thought of in two ways. It may be like a huge cloud or some sort of primary matter from which the cosmos was developed into its current state, or it can be thought as the cosmos was created by rather than in this universal body. And this process is explained actually further. It's a little, little bit complicated, and it's explained further in other publications. Now, in addition to that, Ibn Arabi explains that nature, that is the shadow of the universal soul, uh, and he explains that the part of this shadow that did not extend but remained in the soul, because of, uh, because of this part she degraded below the intellect with, with respect to the degree of light and luminosity, and the part, of shadow of the soul, the part of the shadow of the soul that has extended over the essence of the chaos was nature. Then the universal body appeared as a bit from the essence of nature and uh, chaos, and it was dark that the Sufis uh, uh, compared it with a uh, black bead due to this natural darkness, whereas they called the soul as a green emerald because she degraded below the level of uh, the bright intellect that is also sometimes called the white pearl, which is the title of the book that we mentioned above. Ibn Arabi then adds that the forms and the shapes of the objects of the cosmos appeared in the universal body, which was enlightened, enlightened by the soul so that life spread into its part and it started to transform from one state to another due to the motion of time as determined by the divine name, the age. So now we move to our main section, which is the heart. Uh, please, to next, next slide. Now, the Arabic word heart can be connected to different but also related uh, roots as summarized by Abdul Karim al-Jili in his famous book, Al-Insan al-Kamil, The Perfect Human. First, the heart means, it is, means that it is a summary of the creations and the outline of all existence. But it also can be connected to the Arabic verb qalaba, qalb qalaba, which means to turn over or to overturn. And that is because it changed so quickly and it is always turning from one state into another. Yet another meaning is that the heart is the reverse, maqloob, 
uh, it is a reverse of all contingent things because its origin is divine and eternal and it keeps returning to this divine origin because it always fluctuates between witnessing the real and witnessing the creation. And for this reason, the heart is like a mirror in which uh, all the realities of existence are reflected so that it always shows the reverse image. Though, as a matter of fact, the Gili adds that the cosmos is the image of the heart rather than the opposite, because the heart is the origin and the cosmos is a reflection. On the other hand, Ibn Arabi explains that the heart is a power beyond the intellect, because it's always switching between states. It never remains on one state, just like divine manifestations. The intellect and other forces hold the information, while the heart keeps turning from one state to another to follow up with the divine manifestations. For this reason, the person who doesn't witness the manifestations with his heart, he may deny them. Thus Allah said in Quran, after mentioning some signs, he said, quote, There is some reminder in that for that who has a heart, or who gives ear and witness the truth. And also it was mentioned in some prophetic narrations that the heart is between two fingers of the fingers of the merciful where he keeps, him, he keeps turning him uh, over as he wills. And also in his commenting on the verse where Allah says, those who believe and their hearts come down in remembering Allah, for in remembering Allah the hearts come down, Ibn Arabi explains that they come down in their chanting along the press because they, they know that staying on one state is not possible since the form of the real is not confined and, it is, uh, and its immensity is achieved only through changing because everything, because every day the real or Allah, every day he is in one task. And this is referring to Quran. <coughs> Ibn Arabi also explains that the heart which is a hidden or the inner dimension, button. This heart, he explains, has six faces to meet the six, the six faces or directions of the outer space that is the locus of divine manifestations, Zahir. In this way, the heart is capable of seeing the manifested cosmos all at once, at every instance of time, while the intellect is only capable of hearing the command of Allah or conducting his knowledge into the cosmos through speaking. And this means that he always... Uh, conduct one thing at a time. This is the difference between seeing and, and speaking or hearing. Because in seeing, we see everything at once. And in hearing, we hear bit by bit. Or also when we speak, we speak bit by bit. <coughs> okay. Ibn Arabi asserts that the first form of the breath of the merciful that the breath of the merciful accepted was the form of the cloud, which was the first instance of the existence of the real. So this was the first scene. So the real was, was for this cloud like the heart for the human. He just, uh, just like he also, the real, was the heart for the knowing human believer, which is a perfect human. So the, the, real, actu the, the real actually was the heart of the heart, in relation with the cosmos. So the perfect human is the, is the heart of the, of the cosmos and the real is the heart of this perfect human. So the real is the heart of the heart and sometimes it's also called the secret as we will see further below. So we understand from all this that the heart is the instantaneous form that the spirit keeps acquiring and the soul, as we shall see also shortly below, 
is the sum of all these forms through time. Following the Sufi comparison between the word and the book, as we mentioned above, Ibn Arabi asserts that the word is an inscribed book in the unfolded scroll of existence, uh, alluding also to Quran, where Allah swears by, by the mount of revelation and by the book inscribed in an unfolded scroll and by the populated house. Ibn Arabi showed that uh, this populated house, which is called in Arabic Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur, uh, he shows that uh, this heart is located in the seventh heaven, and this heaven, Ibn Arabi always associated with uh, Saturday. And this is because it includes all the other uh, uh, six uh, heavens, or which are the directions for, uh, of space. And this Saturday is, uh, he called it, in, in many contexts, he called it the day of eternity. So it's a day of time. So this seventh uh, uh, heaven, which includes the populated house, is actually the instantaneous uh, moments of, of the uh, manifestations of Allah. Then Ibn Arabi says that this heart, which is the heart of the true believer, or the heart of the perfect human, encompassed the real, when the, the heavens and the earth were not able to, to encompass him, as also was alluded in the famous hadith. Now, going along with this comprehensive comparison, Ibn Arabi adds that, the, that Allah said about Jesus, peace be upon him, that he is the word that he recited unto Mary. And Allah also said that his words never exhaust, and they are the creations written by the first intellect in the tablet of the soul, as we also explained above. Now, with this in mind, we can argue that the universal spirit is like the ink used for writing the book of the cosmos, and the first intellect is a pen that writes the words of Allah in the tablet that is the universal soul, that is the sum of all the images of all creations that are coming into existence. We use the word image here because we want to stress that the creations have or do not have real independent existence because just like words in normal writing, they are simply the trace left over by the pen when it writes them down. Now, this view was expressed in more details in the single monad model uh, of the cosmos explained in other publications where it was also shown that the first intellect, that is the single monad, keeps fluctuating between the real and the soul to conduct the effects of the manifestations of Allah in, into the world. And this actually uh, can be seen in the uh, figure in front of you. This uh, dotted uh, blue line uh, is a, a first intellect, and it keeps fluctuating between this, the uh, upper sphere, which is a, a, a circle of divine manifestations, and the lower sphere, which is a cosmos, or the, the states of the cosmos, and these fluctuations go through the heart. And as it fluctuates, it also goes through all the uh, manifestations. So every time it, 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 it shows in the, in the world, it shows one, one piece of information or one uh, uh, form. And then when it completes a full circle, it shows one full scene, which is an instance for us. So for example, now we see this seeing is actually seeing by heart. But this image that we see is composed of dots or, or pixels that are displayed one by one using the intellect. Then also we can see that uh, as these 
uh, scenes or images are displayed over and over again, and they are always keep flooding out of the heart. The sum of all these images is the soul. So the intellect keeps, keeps appearing in the form of all entities, displaying a complete frame of the cosmos into the soul, which takes him a full day, that is, an indivisible time called the single day, that is a mere instance of the actual time in our time scale. Allah said in Quran, each day he is upon one task. So each day, the, or each instance actually, because the day for the intellect is an instance for us, each instance, this intellect keeps or is displaying one of the uh, divine tasks. Now, this comprehensive image of all divine manifestations, as I said, that was scanned over one day or one instance for us, is printed in the heart and reflected into the soul. The heart here acts like a mirror, which never keeps any information of the image displayed on it. But it's always ready to display and reflect new images. The images, however, as they keep flooding out of the heart, these images are memorized and also sometimes are memorized in the soul and sometimes summarized and analyzed by the intellect. Ibn Arabi also declares that the populated house is a perfect human. And he adds that, this perfect, uh, that the perfect divine form appeared only through this perfect human. So he is the heart for the body of the cosmos, just like uh, uh, the body of the cosmos that is everything other than Allah and he is the house populated with the real because he encompassed him so his rank is like the heart between, the, between Allah and the real and he is referring here uh, to the word heart in the meaning of uh, connection or center <laughs> now uh, in his ascension, Ibn Arabi also says that he saw this populated house and he discovered that it is his, his heart. And he explains that Allah established this populated house that is also called sometimes the grave. And actually, Ibn Arabi, uh, in, 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 his, uh, uh, in the Fatuhat, he drew uh, an image of this grave, but actually I did not put it on the uh, uh, slides. So he explains that he saw this, this grave or this populated house and he discovered that it is his heart. And uh, he said that this, this grave or uh, this populated house is in the seventh heaven and it is aligned with Kaaba. And he goes on to say that this house has two doors uh, through which 70,000 angels enter every day from the eastern door, that is the door of rising of the lights, and they exit from the western door, that is the door of the hidings of lights. So they enter into the unseen where nobody knows their destiny. And actually this is what we, what we uh, notice. For example now, at every instance, uh, all these forms of creation keeps going into the past. So actually they, we, we never know where, where they go. So always the manifestations of, of the real are coming into existence, displayed, through the heart in the cosmos, and they keep going to the unseen. <coughs> now, to put all this together, uh, as you can see in, in this figure, uh, as I already actually explained, the, uh, the, the, universal, uh, the universal spirit, 
sorry, uh, the first intellect or the universal intellect keeps conducting these manifestations through the heart and displaying them in, in the cosmos. Now we can say, based on the uh, analogies that we already mentioned, that the, the cosmos is like a book. We can say that the, 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 uh, the images that are displayed through this heart are like the words of the book. So the heart always keeps appearing in different images, uh, just like when we write, we write uh, different words uh, to compose the full uh, story. But now we notice that the word itself is composed of letters. And this is why the intellect itself actually is made up from the universal soul. Sorry, the universal uh, spirit. So the universal spirit actually is like the ink. And the intellect is like uh, the word, is like the letter. And the heart is like the word. And the cosmos, which is the soul, is like the full book. <clears throat> so, just like, just like words are the different manifestations in the heart, the letters have different forms and shapes, but all are made of dots that are images of the universal spirit that is the real through whom creation takes place. And this is the most perfect image of the real, as we mentioned. Thus, we can easily understand here Ibn Arabi's assertion that Allah, the exalted, is for the heart of the knowing human believer, is just like the heart of the human. So, as we said, he is the heart of the heart, and this is also called the secret. But uh, this, is all, this is only uh, correct for the perfect human, not for any human, because the heart of other creations and other humans may not be realized in, this, in, in their reality, so they may be too thick and veiled that their secrets has a secret, which is also has another secret, and some Sufis have put seven layers of secrets, but the, uh, the final ultimate secret is, is a real as a divine name. <coughs> now I want to uh, finish, but I want to mention some boom written by Ibn Arabi about what he calls the eye of the heart. And this is in chapter uh, 416. He says that the eye of the heart is seeing. This is the argument of the lords of the bath. So look at it in its change, how it's changing and how it changes. So it is always the present existence. There is in fact only there is, in fact, only that which, wo which is watching the instance, where the past and the coming are mere conventional terms. There is no circumstance in the cosmos. There is no there, because there is insufficient description. This is the real in which our essences appear, and I am the knowledgeable and the expert, but if I say who is he, your, your minds would not comprehend what minds when there is indeed no other. Thank you. <laughs>